Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of March 24, 2019. ACB is accepting nominations for several awards, which can be presented at the 2019 conference and convention in Rochester, New York. The Robert S. Bray, Vernon Henley, and Hollis Liggett Awards are presented by the Board of Publications for various aspects of writing and public relations. Deadline for submission of applications is April 1. ACB also presents the George Card, Derbert K. McDaniel Ambassador, and James R. Olson Awards for outstanding work in ACB and in the community. Deadline for nominations for these awards is April 5. Application letters for the Durbert K. McDaniel First Timer and J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow Awards is April 3. These awards bring selected ACB members to the National Convention so that they can learn more about the organization and become more involved in its work. For more information on any or all of these opportunities and recognitions, contact KCB at 502-895-4598 or call the ACB National Office at 202 Four six seven five zero eight one. But hurry, don't be late. Nancy Christine Fila has been working in the ACB Minneapolis office for about a year. Meet Nancy Christine on page two and learn all about her family's hobby, making maple syrup. KCB is once again presenting a Crossroads conference coming up on Saturday, April 6. This year's conference emphasizes techniques and skills for recruiting and retaining members. It's called Remember the Member. A strong membership is key to building and maintaining a strong organization. Whether you're involved in a KCB chapter, another ACB affiliate, or another group or organization, you'll find something to help you grow your group. Learn more about the 2019 Crossroads on page 3. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm speaking with one of ACB's newest employees. Um, She's been with us probably about a year or so, but we haven't done employee interviews in a long time, and we thought it would be fun since it's spring and uh, we're all thinking of spring things to talk with her because she has an interesting other hat that she wears when she's not working for ACB. It's Nancy Christine Fila. She works in the Minnesota office, and when you call, that's the very pleasant voice that's going to be answering the phone. Welcome to Sound Prince, Nancy Christine. Thank you, Carla. Nancy, we'd like for you to tell us, first of all, about you just just you know, who you are, the, your, your, where you grew up, where you went to school, a little bit about your background, uh, but then tell us about this interesting other life, which is making maple syrup. So tell us all about that. Well, as you've mentioned, um, I am new to ACB. I've been here for about a year now, and um, I grew up in a small suburb of uh, Minnesota called Columbia Heights. I have a brother and a sister, and therefore I'm the youngest child. Um, 
I went to Columbia Heights High School. I graduated back in 1982, so I'm I'm dating myself. <laughs> I went to a vocational school uh, in downtown Minneapolis uh, called the Minneapolis Technical Institute, and there I. Uh, got a certificate in commercial art as well as uh, graphic graphic arts uh, or graphic design, I think is what they call it nowadays. Um, from there, I uh, went to a, a small printing company uh, called Bruce Printing, and that was located in downtown Minneapolis as well, uh, located right across the street from the Metrodome, um, which is now U.S. Bank Stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, so I spent about 10 years there and uh, kind of got into the, um, the, the digitizing and, and such, and uh, that, that job uh, got a little slow and got laid off, and then I worked for Deluxe Corporation, which is the AKA check printers. I think everybody knows them as. Um, mm. I worked there for 29 years and ended up retiring um, because of um, layoffs and, and whatnot. And I just so happened to have had the rule of 75, which was years of service plus age. So I was eligible for the retire, retirement program. So I, I, that's when I left Deluxe. And um, I met my husband uh, back in 1985. Uh, he was a friend of one of my girlfriends and um, dated him for about a year. Uh, we got married. Uh, we've been married for, it'll be 33 years this year. Uh, we have two children. Um, actually, they're young adults. Um, my daughter is... Uh, um, 20, I think 26, 27-ish. Um, she's expecting her first child here at the beginning of May, so I'm going to be a grandma. <laughs> um, my son is 25 and uh, is going to be married this October, so I have a baby coming and a daughter-in-law coming. So oh kind, of exciting, <laughs> kind of an exciting um, year. Yes. Um, my husband and I started doing maple syrup probably about, I'm going to say um, my son was five years old, so about 20 years ago. Um, uh, Fort Snelling uh, is, a, is a place down in Minneapolis and um, a lot of history down there. Oh, yes. And they were offering classes on how to do maple syrup. And uh, we live in East Bethel, Minnesota, on five acres of solid woods. Uh, we have a ton of maple trees and some oak trees and a few cherry trees and such. But anyways, uh, my husband saw that they were offering classes and thought this would be kind of a fun thing to do with our kids, seeing as we have just an abundance of maple trees in our yard. Mm -hmm. And so we took a class and um, thought it was kind of interesting. So we, we started uh, tapping just um, probably about a dozen trees, 
just to kind of get the feel for it, just to see if it was going to, how it was going to work and, you know, that whole learning process. Mm-hmm. And um, the kids were involved, and so they would help uh, collect the sap from the trees. And then uh, my husband had a little storage um, container, like a 55-gallon drum, and uh, they would they would fill the drum with the sap and kept saying, you know, it, how do we make it? Is it time? Do we have enough? Um, so they were very eager to uh, to see how the rest of the the process went, and um, they learned that it takes forty gallons of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. Oh. So the the ratio is you know forty to one. Mm-hmm. And um, and how much sap do you get from that. a tree? From one tree, um, how much well, sap? It can vary. It, it, it can vary because um, based on where the tree is located, okay, um, and such, and um, you know how many how many spiles you you can put in a tree. You can put more than one one spile in a tree, but um, it, it 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 varies, and it's. You know, some some days when when the weather temperature is really good, we can get three gallons in one day. Oh, um, yeah, uh, without hurting the tree. Without hurting the tree, absolutely. Oh my goodness, well, actually, very good for the trees um, to to do that. Wow. And so, anyways, um, then we started. Then after you collect the sap, uh, you you go through a uh, boiling process. And my husband, over the years, has um, manufactured um, a boiler, and he calls it the Sapmatic. <laughs> and uh, so the, the the sap goes into the the boiler, so to speak, and we keep skimming the boiler to get um, the a lot of the the debris and the dirt and such as it boils. Oh uh, yeah. A lot of that comes to the top, and then we skim that. And um, after it reaches uh, its um, its boiling point or its its point to to start uh, bottling, uh, it goes through uh, several filters and uh, to try to filter out the dirt and such. And I uh, I make my own labels for the bottles. We go through uh, Bascom Maple Farm. And they're in uh, Vermont, and we order all of our our uh, bottling, our bottles, and our caps from them. And um, I, I make our labels, and I've, I've labeled our our syrup uh, Deerhaven Park syrup because we live uh, right across the street from Deerhaven Park. And that's and your I'm label, your specific so label. That's my label, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deerhaven Park. Oh, okay. And um, uh, I sell it uh, to family and friends. Um, I was sought after by uh, a little vendor in Stacy, Minnesota. She has the Pink Door Boutique, and she saw that I was uh, selling maple syrup online, and she reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in being one of her vendors. So uh, back in January, uh, I started uh, selling our syrup uh, at her boutique mm-hmm. and have um, had a few sales. And uh, the Elk River Farmer's Market uh, has asked if I would be willing to sell uh, maple syrup there as well. And I haven't quite committed to that one um, because it's during the seasons where I'm working more hours here at ACB. <laughs> um, 
so I don't know if I'll be, if I'll be doing that one or not. I'm still giving that one some thought. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so um, we have been making maple syrup for just over 20 years, and uh, last year we had an abundant sap season, and um, we we. We just had a, had a great season. We tapped over 65 trees and had oh, thousands of gallons of sap. And um, this year, not so much. We had a very cold and snowy winter. Um, my husband had to plow the backyard so that we had paths uh, so that we could walk to tap the trees and then collect the sap. Oh. Um, but now with weather temperatures this year, uh, spring officially came yesterday, right. and um, the the temperatures in order to get sap, you have to have nights that are below freezing, so below 32 degrees, and then the daytime temperatures have to be above 32 degrees. So <laughs> 32 degrees is the magic number, and um, some days it's... it's it just isn't it just isn't very um lucrative because uh, i think right now we we don't even have enough sap to get 1 gallon of syrup i think we've got probably about 30 gallons of sap and we tapped probably about a week or two ago and uh it just isn't just isn't flowing as well and my dad who is a farmer he grew up on a farm and um, was was a vegetable farmer. Uh, he said, you know, Mother Nature controls all of it. He said, you had a great year last year. He said, this year, not so much. And, you know, it's just kind of how that goes. It, it gives you a taste of, you know, feast or famine. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, we, we still have a lot of syrup on the shelf, and uh, it doesn't really spoil as <laughs> long as it hasn't been opened. Um, so hopefully it gets us through. You know, and, and we don't do it to to make a living out of it. We do it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And um, our neighbors have a, a 10-year-old grandson, and we have photos of him uh, helping my husband uh, <laughs> gathering the sap because he wanted to know why all of the trees had these blue bags hanging on them. Mm-hmm. And so my husband has been uh, teaching him how to do maple syrup as well. So, With 65 trees, do you now have more land or... Is do you nope, still have your original just, five acres? Yep, still have our original five acres. So mm-hmm. I just started tapping. My husband started tapping more trees. So it, uh, it it's a process. We have a four wheeler with a wagon, and we we dump the bags uh, into the the big buckets in in the wagon. And um, then my husband this year made a gravity feed. Uh, container to where all of the sap goes into, and then it just keeps uh, keeps filling into the the boiler. So every year he keeps making um, modifications to uh, his sapmatic uh, to see if it can flow a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we he has a coworker that lives in Wisconsin and uh, has a huge. Uh, sap um, maple maple syrup sap production and they tap over a thousand trees so oh, we went and uh, paid a visit to them last year and my husband asked him some questions and you know learning from learning from them as well so every year is a learning year and you you can tell by you know this I don't know if he's started to track season to season um, 
you know, weather, how the how the winter goes, and if we're going to have a, a good spring or not. But yeah, this year not it's not doing quite as well as last year. So, so how long will you be able to take sap from the tree? When does that stop? When it stops getting below thirty-two at night on a yeah. consistent basis? Yep. Exactly. So. Okay, and if it, let's say tonight it doesn't get below 32, but but, but tomorrow night it does, um, can, you know, the, it, 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 is your season ended the, the instant you don't have a, a, a night below 32, or uh, does that, does it kind of taper off until you, you know, you have too many nights that are, that are too warm? Exactly, and as the, the bags on the trees if if we're not collecting any sap then it's time to stop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's amazing that you can get that much sap out of one tree i mean you yeah. wouldn't think there was much that much stuff inside a tree to give you all of that sap just from one tree yeah so. and uh it it actually looks just like water you huh. would never know you would never know Wow. Does it um, have, you know, does it have a smell? Uh, like, you know, I mean, maple syrup has this wonderful smell. Do you add, you know, sugar and stuff to it? or is it? No, there's, no? you add nothing. Yeah. You just boil it. You just boil it, it down. Boil it and boil it. And then as the water evaporates, mm-hmm. it becomes thicker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you overboil um, and, and get it, um, too hot, then you end up with the rock candy. Oh, you know after after the syrup, if it when it starts to cool down, if uh-huh. you get it too hot, then uh-huh. it uh, it it crystallizes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the one thing though about that is um, you can add it back in and remelt it down. So oh, if that happens, you can always restore it back. Huh. But um, and it still is good. Yes. This, huh? Now you can overcook and scorch syrup yeah. too, and then of course it, it's it's not. Then it's a loss. There's, a, there's a variety of grades. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a we have the the dark uh, maple syrup, but if you um, when you go to the stores, um, there are a variety of colors, mm-hmm. and um, there are different grades. You have a grade A, a grade B, and a grade C, and uh, you can get like a light amber colored, and they have different. They have a little bit different tastes too, mm-hmm. and um, consistencies. Kind of like but, honey. Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Yes. Okay. And uh, last fall we uh, went to the New England area and had a chance to visit um, um, uh, the the sugar farmers. I guess I think that's what they call them there, and uh, got got to see an actual Vermont maple syrup farm and uh, taste, taste test their syrup as well. And I picked up a recipe book from them um, and have started making uh, bread, uh, maple, maple syrup bread. Mm. It's like a pumpkin, you use a pumpkin and then maple syrup and um, it's really good. So oh, I, bet. I, I use it on my salmon, um, use it on my carrots, uh, you can use it in your coffee, um, those that like 
maybe some brandy or whiskey. You can add a little bit of it in in there oh, um, to flavor it too. So I mean, there's there's a lot of uses for maple syrup other than your pancakes or your waffles and French toast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's I think that maple syrup is just wonderful on salmon. That that is that is good. Just a, that little tiny bit of sweet on there is really good on grilled salmon. So, um, well, this is it's really, really a, um, an interesting, uh, would you call it a hobby or a business at this point? Sounds like to well, me if you've a got a, that many trees, it's more than a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that it's sounds like work. At this point. Uh, yeah. My husband enjoys doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is the, um, the cooker, and uh, I, I assist in... Um, the bottling process and and sales. So I'm sales and marketing, and he's manufacturing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you leave all of that work to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Well, uh, but it just it smells amazing when it's boiling. Oh, I bet! Wow, it just I mean, you know, maple maple syrup is just wonderful. You can just kind of just it, you know, just have a spoonful of it without it being on mm-hmm. anything. And uh, so I can just imagine how that must smell when it's cooking. So you you said that it you you know of course you boil out and skim off all the dirt and so on. Um, I guess this is a really silly comment, but I never thought about there being a lot of stuff in the original syrup that came. I guess I figured you know the syrup just came out of the tree and it didn't have a whole lot of impurities in it, but of course, I guess it would because there's got to be little pieces and dust and things inside the tree, I guess. And well, so, and it, it, you know, the roots are in the ground, so it's, yes. it's sand, mm-hmm. um, sand, sediment. Uh, so, and um, if oh. you if you have some in your jar, I mean, I guess it's not uncommon to see a little bit of sediment on the bottom of a of a maple syrup. Container, oh. mm-hmm. but every every year my husband gets better and better and better and um, purchases different types of filters. Mm-hmm. And when it goes from one container to the next container during the bottling process or the mm-hmm. cooking process, it gets filtered out. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen quite a difference in his success mm-hmm. uh, filtering out the the sand. Hmm. Well, that that is just fascinating. So now at ACB, you're there four days a week, and you do lots of things for. Um, I, you know, I enjoy calling up, and we we sometimes we have many mall things to do and things, but you do a lot of other things. You don't just wait for us to tell you to send a cane out or something, <laughs> but. Uh, but tell us about some of the things. You you came to convention last summer. I did. That was my first convention. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I learned a lot. I bet you did. I did. You know, who knew? Like right? being shell-shocked or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I started ACB in March, so mm-hmm. it was right before the storm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I, I work four days a week. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So mm-hmm. I have a nice 
uh, break during the middle of the week, mm-hmm. and I work uh, six hours a day, nine to three. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it's convention time, um, I work full time. I work eight hours a day, sometimes nine or or so, uh, five days a week. So mm-hmm. May and June. Uh, is when I do that. Uh, then I go to the convention and I, I help out there. I work registration mostly when mm-hmm. I'm there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when I come back from registration, I, uh, I'm back and resume my, my part-time, yeah. part-time hours. And um, when I retired from Deluxe, my husband said, you may be retired from Deluxe, but you're not retired from life for your job he says so i want you to go find something i don't care what you do go find something and Mm -hmm. so uh, i spent my day surfing the internet and uh, i was on indeed.com and i saw a posting for an administrative assistant and i thought hmm I wonder if that's, I'm sure I could do that. I, when I worked for Deluxe, I was a technical writer and I was a, a training specialist and a product uh, specialist. And I thought, you know, I spent 29 years working in an office environment. I, you know, I, I, I have the gist, I think. You know, I managed products and projects and I thought, well, I, I have skills. <laughs> and so um, I applied for the job and sent my resume in, and uh, I was fortunate enough to capture their attention and got an interview and landed the job. <laughs> and so here I am, and, I, and I'm loving it. Um, I've met a lot of very fascinating people. I've, you know, learned a lot. Um, I... I was never really exposed to anybody who was blind or, or really visually impaired. So <laughs> you probably uh, met more people in the first hour, more blind people in the first hour than you thought were in the world. <laughs> well, it's, when it's, you got to yeah, when you got to St. Louis, I bet that was a that, that had amazing. to be interesting. <laughs> it was amazing. I you know to 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 watch, um, observe, and. Um, <laughs> And just see all of the challenges and the obstacles that all of these brave people um, encounter. I mean, I, I, I call, I mean, they're brave because, you know, I close my eyes and I'm afraid to bump into something. And yet that is the world in which, um, in, in which you live every day and conquer the world and are, are not, are not afraid. And I admire that. And, um. Truly, truly, truly respect it. <laughs> well, um, it, it, it's, it has to be really um, it, the first. The first convention uh, has to be kind of um, kind of a different experience because, especially if you come to ACB and you've been there three months, and of course you spend May and June doing things like uh, tickets and all that, and you're, you're talking to a lot of people on the phone, and then suddenly you arrive at a convention, and St. Louis was a large one, and and you arrive there, and here are, A, a lot of people you probably talk to on the phone, but more, more importantly than that, here's all of these you think, and, and you think, oh, well, when I get there, you know, um, the registration to go like this or like that. And it, and for all of us, um, I was 
convention coordinator for a long time, and I will tell you that it didn't matter how many conventions I was involved with running, everyone was different. And so, it, you know, it just has to kind of be a, a different experience than I've I would tend to think that it would be very different from what you thought it would be like, and you probably, even though I'm sure you were forewarned, uh, it has to be a little different than what you expected. So, um, but we we're just real glad you're there. I enjoy calling up when you enter the phone. It's always pleasant, and that's oh, thank you. Oh, very much, and. Um, you know, it's not like a, I think when people call into the office, it's great to have a person answer, and you don't feel like you're disturbing their day uh, as the caller. Um, you feel like that they're pleased that you called, and and that's the image that um, that you you give on the phone, and that's just a tiny part of that job. But um, that, but, but. Uh, you know that 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 is I appreciate that. I don't know about other people, but I certainly do. Right. So, well, the, the the maple syrup is just that is really fascinating. Really appreciate you sharing that with us, and um, hope that hopefully you'll get enough syrup to to at least make some this year. Uh, oh yes. How, how long have you been? Have you? Has, has it been since you tapped your first tree this year? Has it been, you know, just a few days or a couple of weeks? Um, we tapped them um, the weekend of the February 23rd. That mm. was the, the, first, uh, the first day that my husband started tapping the trees. Oh, so it's been about a month. Yeah. That about a month. And we've gotten about, like I said, 30 to 32 gallons of sap Mm -hmm. um so not doing not Not doing doing really well very well do you think that that will go on for like another month or uh i mean i know that of course you know the minnesota frost-free date has got to be a lot uh, our frost-free date here in kentucky is like may 10 and but it's already you know really warm and we're already getting as, as compared to as compared to Minnesota, we yeah. hopefully won't get much more snow. We didn't get much at all this year, um, and if you know, I would I would think that you all would probably have some more cold weather. Um, but how long does that go on? How 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 much can you expect to um, as far as days? How how late can you expect to actually be able to tap the tree? Just in general. Um, well, in general, um, again, it's all based on temperatures. Uh, this year, with with how things are going, I would expect that by the end of the month, we'll be done. Oh, well, so that's coming up pretty quick here. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! Yeah. And and if it goes much into into April, mm-hmm. uh, I would be surprised. Hmm. Just because uh, next week uh, we're going to get sixty degree temperatures during the day, and that's so too warm. I really don't know that it's going to get that much of a temperature swing mm-hmm. um, at nighttime. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I guess we hope for uh, what less snow and more cold days next year <laughs> so so less snow is better for the trees than um, than a lot of snow um, I don't know that 
that's the case. Um, it makes it makes it easier to get to the trees. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, last year we were tapping, I believe, in February, uh, early February. Mm-hmm. We were tapping, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. How do you know when to start? Uh, when you start looking at the. Um, the weather. My husband's oh. always looking at okay. the the 10-day forecast, or the mm-hmm. you know to to see. Oh, are we going to get 30 degree temperatures? You know, 32. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 30 36 during the day. Oh. I mean, if it's only 10 degrees during the day, nothing's going to happen. Right. So right, right, again, right. It, it's when it's down to the, in the 20s at night and in the 30s during the day. That's a good um, time. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. Yes, those mm-hmm. are your your perfect temperatures. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been fascinating. We appreciate it very much and look forward to seeing you in Rochester. All right. I look forward to seeing all you guys. All right. I will be there for registration. APH is Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send to, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send to Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org lt. Page 3. The Kentucky Council of the Blind is presenting a Crossroads Training Conference on Saturday, April 6, in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. The purpose of this conference, called Remember the Member, is to assist chapters, affiliates, and others to recruit and retain members and therefore grow their groups and make them strong. Here is the information that is posted about the Crossroads Conference. Crossroads 2019. Remember the Member. A training opportunity from the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Major funding provided by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. Billboard sponsors Louisville East Lions Club, Lula Dotson Legacy, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, KCB Next Generation. Get in the driver's seat. Start your engine and take the on-ramp to the 2019 Crossroads Conference to be held on April 6 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, Kentucky. The purpose of this Crossroads is to provide participants with skills to help our affiliates, chapters, and prospective groups grow and prosper through membership recruitment and retention. It will include techniques, activities, and materials that will help you to attract new members and keep them involved. The conference will offer both general and concurrent sessions, allowing you to create your own unique roadmap that will best meet your needs. Crossroads is hosted by the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and we encourage all of our chapters to participate. 
All conference activities will take place at United Crescent Hill Ministries, UCHM, 150 South State Street in Louisville. This year's Crossroads is a one-day event. Registration is required whether you attend one meeting or event or the entire conference. The pre-registration fee is $25, which includes continental breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all programs, events, and materials. Pre-registration is open through April 3. Pre-register by phone using your credit card by calling KCB at 502-895-4598. Registration on site is $35. The Crossroads Registration Desk will open at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning, April 6. When you arrive, check in at the desk to pick up your conference badge, official program, and conference materials in your choice of Braille, large print, or electronic format. Your registration badge admits you to all conference sessions and meal events. Please wear it at all times. Roadside Diner Good food awaits you at the crossroads. A continental breakfast starts the day off right with bagels, muffins, fruit, and the most yummy fresh-baked donuts ever from Busman's Bakery. Lunch is spaghetti, garlic bread, salad, and brownies. Dinner is a feast of ham, mashed potatoes, green beans, salad, and dessert. Packing for the trip. Several sessions may require taking notes or writing things down. You're encouraged to be prepared to take notes by bringing pencil and paper, braille note taker, digital recording device, etc. If you plan to use an assistive listening device, be sure to bring your own earbuds. KCB owns a limited number of neck loops. If your hearing aids are Bluetooth enabled, let us know if you need to use one of our loops. If you prefer your conference materials or program in electronic text format, be sure to bring your flash drive or SD card with you. Dress Code The KCB Board of Directors reminds you that the Crossroads Conference is a business meeting. Plan to wear business casual attire. Suggestions for men include dockers, khakis, or other dress pants, and shirts with collars such as button-down or polo style. Suggestions for women include slacks or skirts, tops or blouses. Sweaters or jackets are optional. Shoes are required. T-shirts, extremely low-cut or tight tops, very short skirts, and flip-flops are not business casual attire. The Billboard Crossroads is made possible through the generosity of our sponsors. Become a Crossroads sponsor and be recognized in the official conference program. Individual sponsors attending the conference wear a special ribbon on their badges, and all sponsors received by the close of pre-registration will be listed in the program. Sponsors will also be recognized throughout the conference and on Soundprints, KCB's weekly audio magazine. You are invited to include your associate, $10, charter, $25, supporting, $50, honorary, $100, or sustaining $200 plus sponsorship with your registration. Gas in the tank. 
KCB is offering a $50 stipend per car to assist members coming to Crossroads from outside the metropolitan Louisville area with travel expenses. To be eligible, you must attend the entire conference. Request the stipend and share your travel plans with us when you pre-register. Pre-register now. Call 502-895-4598 to register by phone with your credit card. Call by April 3 to take advantage of our pre-registration discount. You may register at the conference, but the pre-registration discount does not apply. When you call, please provide your name, address, phone, and email. Let us know if you use a guide dog, wheelchair, or scooter, and if you will need an assistive listening device. Also, tell us if you need a vegetarian meal option. If you have other special needs, we must be notified by April 1. Conference materials in the conference program will be available in Braille, large print, and electronic files. Let us know your preference when you pre-register. Keynote Speakers David Moose, past District Governor of Lyons Multiple District 43N and past President of the Louisville East Lions Club, will be one of our keynote speakers at Crossroads. David is particularly adept at recruiting members for Lions Clubs and in starting new clubs. Dan Dillon from the American Council of the Blind Board of Directors is a past president of the Tennessee Council of the Blind and of the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind in Nashville. Dan is our officer liaison in ACB, and he will be attending Crossroads as well. You will enjoy hearing both general presentations by both of these individuals, as well as participating in their concurrent sessions. More information. Watch our email lists and Facebook pages for additional schedule information. Call the KCB office at 502-895-4598 if you have questions. We'll see you at the crossroads. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. March 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky Hannah will have its monthly membership call at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. Also on March 25, the Savvy Budget Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Central Time at 669-900-6833. The code is 3572-595-193. On March 27, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next peer support group meeting at its office in Lexington from noon to 2 p.m. At the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington, RSVP by calling 859-259-1834. On March 28, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next peer support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On March 29, there will be a GLCB roundabout 
with Education and Technology and Genealogy from 3.30 to 5 p.m., Discussion Time from 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, and Games and Crafts from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. To sign up or for more information, call 502-895-4598. On April 1, the Kentucky Talking Book Library will hold its open house and birthday celebration. KTBL will be 50 years old on Monday, April 1st. Make plans to visit the Talking Book Library's open house in Frankfurt and help them celebrate this special anniversary. From 12.30 to 2.30 p.m., for more information, call KCB at 502-895-4598. If you need transportation from Louisville to the celebration, be sure to let us know and we will try to assist. Also on April 1, the Savvy Program Committee will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time on the conference number 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. On April 2, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its monthly conference call meeting at 8 p.m. using the Zoom number this will be a business meeting and peer support group meeting. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The number is 669-900-6833 and the access code is 3572-595-193. On April 4, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its April conference call beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a monthly meeting for blind lions from around the country. It's an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. 9 p.m. Eastern Time calls 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On April 5, there will be a GLCB roundabout with education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, Dinner, which will be pizza that evening, from 6 to 7, games and crafts until 9.30. For more information, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. On April 6, KCB will hold a Crossroads training conference called Remember the Member from 10 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. The focus will be on member recruitment and retention for our chapters. The $25 registration includes continental breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A $50 per car stipend is available to attendees from outside the Louisville metro area to be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. For more information, contact KCB at 502-895-4598. On April 7, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings by telephone. Advocacy meets at 7 p.m. and Education Activities and Technology at 8 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On April 8, the ACB Next Generation Nationwide Conference Call will take place at 8.30 p.m. The Phone number is 
6833 and the code is 35725951931 This is a special meeting for ACB members 40 years of age and under. On April 9, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its regular monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Patty Haas from the Evansville Association for the Blind will share information and offer items from their store for examination and purchase. The Social Committee will also finalize plans for the May Social at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On April 9, the Savvy Board will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. On April 10, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly meeting at 7 p.m. by phone. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. On April 10, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On April 11, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its first support group meeting of the month from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call KCB at 502-895-4598. On April 12, Savvy will hold a workshop called Ears for Eyes and MD Support from 10 a.m. until noon Central Time. Join us to learn about Ears for Eyes and MD Support at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Reservations are required. Call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On April 12, the GLCB quarterly meeting and elections will take place from 4.30 until 9 p.m. Join us for a full evening of activities, beginning with the 4.30 registration, $6 per person. There will also be an auction as part of this event, beginning at 4.30. The cost is $6 per person, and that does include dinner. For more information, call 502 8954598 On April 13, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its monthly board meeting at 11 a.m. by phone. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On April 13, Savvy will hold a bowling outing from 3:30 to 5:30 p.m. Central Time at the Diamond Lanes Midtown. 1901 Triplet Street in Owensboro. Register by calling 270-684-4418 by noon on April 12. Savvy will pay for rental of up to two lanes. If additional lanes are needed, the $38 per lane cost will be divided equally among participants. Everyone is responsible for shoe rental, $2.50, snacks, etc. 
April 14, KCB Next Generation Meeting, 8 p.m. by phone. Regular monthly chapter meeting for visually impaired people 40 and under in Kentucky. Dial 669900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On April 14, ACB Families will hold its regular monthly meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On April 15, the KCB Board will meet at 8 p.m. by phone. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On April 19, GLCB will have a roundabout with education, technology, and genealogy from 3.30 to 5 p.m., discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner, 6 to 7, $6 per person, uh, a bargain table from 7 to 7.30, and bingo from 7.30 until 9.30. Bingo is $2 per person. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On April 20, there's an Easter holiday open house from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House Museum. Visitors can write their names in Braille, see a book from Helen Keller's library, learn about guide dogs, play games, and read books designed for children who are blind, and enjoy many other activities. Easter treats and lemonade will be served for all ages. Call the APH Museum at 502-899-2213 for more information. On April 21, the KSB Alumni Board will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, by conference call, dial 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On April 22, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will have a membership meeting at 7 p.m. by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. Also on April 22, the Savvy Budget Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Central Time at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On April 24, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its April Peer Support Group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP or for information, call 859-259-1834. April 26 will be a Savvy Workshop, Android Phone Accessibility and App Sharing from 10 a.m. to noon Central. Learn about Android accessibility and some popular apps at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. April 27, the old ball game from 1 to 3 p.m. Can athletes who are blind play baseball? Of course they can, in the adaptive version of America's favorite pastime called beep ball. Whether in the batter's box or in the field, athletes rely on their auditory sense to focus on the beeping ball and the buzzing bases. The first documented game of baseball was played at the Kentucky School for the Blind in 1894. 125 years later, 
we are showing you how it's played now. At the American Printing House for the Blind Museum in Louisville, call 502-899-2213 for more information. On Saturday, May 4, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will host its annual Derby Party. From 10 a.m. until 7.30 p.m., food and fun and games all day long. More details coming soon. July 5 to July 12 is the 58th Annual ACB Conference and Convention in Rochester, New York. Members of the Kentucky Council of the Blind are eligible to receive a stipend of up to seven nights hotel stay based on double occupancy at the convention. For more information, call 502-895-4598. And the 2019 Reunion of the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will be Friday, July 26, and Saturday, July 27 at the Ramada Inn, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. More information will be available on Soundprints soon. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.